from the All-Ireland Business Foundation, this is Elaine Carl bringing you AIBF Business Talk. AIBF is an independent national body tasked with enterprise development and the promotion of best-in-class businesses as business all-stars. Today, I catch up with Derek Gormley, Director in Charge at Interiors by SIS, a design-led fit-out contractor specializing in crafting exceptional corporate office spaces and is a premium fit-out delivery partner in Ireland for many globally recognizable companies. Thank you so much for joining me on AIBF Business Talk today, Derek. Derek, sometimes when I personally think of an office environment, you know, the, the Dolly Parton song comes back to me, you know, working nine to five, and you see somebody sitting at their desk with a typewriter in front of them. But my God, have offices of today developed and evolved from just being, you know, a desk and a computer or whatever in front of you? How have you seen offices uh, evolve? Well, listen, I suppose... There was always going to be an evolution in the office space itself, but I think COVID had a massive part to play in that. And what it's done, I suppose, it's it's forced companies to really look how they use their office spaces. And it's very important um, for themselves um, to see how their business their, their business works in relation to it. So what COVID did, obviously, a lot of people went to work from home and they ended up working at desks and it's brought in something flexible working spaces in the office environment. Um, and what we're seeing now is that most companies are now looking at the spaces they have, they're looking at how they can reutilize those spaces to be more collaborative spaces, how they can give how they can make those spaces attractive for people to want to come in, to want to come into the office and and two to want to work as work as part of a team and how they can collaborate with their teams in those spaces. So we're seeing more like more of open collaboration spaces. We're seeing more meeting rooms, uh, like three, four, five person meeting rooms. Uh, showing up in office spaces rather than what we're used to the old call centre where it's rows and rows and rows and rows of desks and everybody wearing headsets and so there's been a massive development and I think it's for the good I think for, for people's health and well-being you know going forward the way the way designs are changing. There's been a lot of with the implementation of smart technologies and smart buildings you know as well as all of the time thinking you know is this sustainable in the background as well? It is, and it, it is, and, and that's that's very much so. Like, like major corporations um, will, be, will be looking at because they've such massive office stock around the world. They'll be looking at the energy uh, usage of these 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 buildings and how they control that from a central location. So we're seeing the Internet of Things, or uh, as we call it, in relation to how they monitor the energy usage of the building, how the building functions. From you know, if they've got six stories of a building and they've got they've got a thousand employees coming in that they don't locate uh, a thousand employees over six floors that they're located in 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 areas that they can work for, for, for first and foremost but in areas that allows them to reduce the energy use of the building so they they wouldn't have lights on say for instance on five floors if everybody's on one floor and so on and so forth so so it's the buildings are becoming more intelligent and 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 with, with i suppose with the with the availability of smart technology for buildings now and that's building technology. They're looking at stuff like plant maintenance and how that can improve the life cycle of equipment, and um, by putting sensors into air handling units, and you know, and looking at and how 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 uh, how they actually uh, manage their building, which is which is much more important from a sustainability point of view, and on a global scale. So something in Los Angeles is controlling air handling units in a building in Dublin, or you know, um, and 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 that's the way the building is going. It just shows the whole, I suppose, evolution, doesn't it? You know, of the industry as a whole. And for that thing, when I think of the brand, you know, CIS, right? 
So, so many people are familiar from the construction side of things, you know, as the, 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 the brand SIS. You're a different arm of that. If you'd just like maybe to share with our listeners, SIS yeah. by Interiors and how it came about that evolution into a standalone entity. Yeah, so so Interiors by SIS, like, uh, I suppose, it, it, uh, the reason why it came about is both SIS have been, have been doing uh, interior commercial office fit out for as long as I can remember, and I'm with the business 30 years. Um, but what's happened in recent years, the, the fit-out market has become very much a specialised area within, because of all the because of all the int- introduction of new technologies, and, and it's a different kind of, I suppose, delivery model to our main business, which is main construction. So what we found in the main brand was that we were in CISC, we were finding that we were, I suppose, being left off tender lists for large commercial fit-outs, or even small commercial fit-outs, because it felt that we were... A bending contractor first and a fit out contractor second, um, and that's understandable when uh, how when you see how complex some some fit outs have got uh, in the modern age. So probably two years ago now, we decided that we we needed to branch into that, and and interiors by Sis was born. So feeding on the back of all the work that we've done in in our main business, we we developed the brand for interiors by Sisk, and we went out to to. Um, went out to hire industry specialists uh, in relation to from every level from a contracts management point of level to site delivery teams and we've we've been quite successful in that a lot of them have come back from middle east and they've been with with us now for for two years and, and they are um, i suppose they are a different uh type of mindset in relation to how we deliver fit out and and that's that's very important that our, our clients and our and, and 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 the design houses understand that, but we understand it's a different it's 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 a level of quality that's required. It's a different level of programming. It's a different level of you know engagement with the client. Like we're not there to, I suppose we're not there as a, we're there to assist them to 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 deliver a client's dream. Where the design team has spent three six maybe a year developing needs for a client. We're not there to go in and cheapen it in any way or or to try and redesign it in any way, but what we do bring is the skill and ability to deliver the quality that they need in, in their fit-outs. And I suppose sometimes when a company, you know, you've got to say, it's fine if you've got a new build, right? And it's very easy to plan ahead and to have everything really like, but there's a lot of office buildings there that are being retrofitted. You know, I mean, we yes. call it brought up to standard and all of that. Is that a much more challenging project? It is, and I suppose it, it's, it's a very more, much more challenging project um, because you're, you're never going in, you're opening up books, you don't know what you're seeing when you open up old buildings, like from legacy issues that may be in the building that don't know. But like clients have, a, a, I suppose, an obligation to themselves or under their own sustainability policies to, to upgrade their stock. And what they find if they don't do that, what will happen in, in times to come is they'll end up with a, a stock of, of, of buildings that are unlettable to be honest because like major corporations are always going to look for a great office space with the latest technologies with the best uh, energy ratings on the buildings lead lead standards lead lead standards and well standards so so it attracts employ- both employers and employees to those buildings but retrofitting is is a market that's really growing at the moment um, and we can see that quite clearly um like the, the government will have a pol- have a policy and and we can see that now in, in across the e-tender platform so that they're starting to look at um, their stock and what can we do to make these more energy efficient. It's happening in schools as well. Uh, albeit that's not something we're into into at the moment, but you can see in the schools part, they're looking at putting solar panels on roofs of schools, changing out windows, changing installation requirements. We're seeing that in old office stock requirements as well. How can we make these more efficient? And there's lots of ways to do it. Um, and, and 
where can you see your biggest growth area? Because look, even though you are a new business like you know, this by interiors, but actually, um, when you look at it, you're actually in business and have been providing this service for a long time. So there's there's a huge mm. stellar worth of clients that you have I mean, we need to know your work. And I'm sure some of the projects that you've done, you know, speak for themselves. They do, and, and like we've we've done we've done large fit outs and we've done small fit outs. We've done fit outs as small as three or four hundred thousand, but up to up to values of 40 50 million of, of corporate fit outs for legal firms for for banks so the growth in the industry is going to be like the office market the general office market is 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 quite depressed at the moment because people are still in their business trying to understand what they need in an office space and that's becoming more clear and fluid to them at, at present so talking to some of the the letting agents were certainly showing them up which is very positive but letting still aren't they're not they're not they're not hitting to letting so there's quite a lot of free office space around 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 Dublin and the country um, um but I expect that to to grow fairly rapidly uh, the take of that space to, to grow fairly rapidly over the, over, over the next 12 months and um, what we are seeing is a big uptake in upgrade of buildings and there's many frameworks out there from the OPW from we're doing one, one for the IDA at the moment in Adelone which is a complete uh, refurbishment of their building so that's everything from even taking out floor slabs uh, uh, to removing windows new wire seals going onto the building and a complete change of all the mechanical and electrical systems and then a complete refurbishment and rebuild and that's the second job now we're We've done for the IDA, which is great. So we fitted out the last job in Park Place, um, which is fantastic. You know, so fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. Really, what have under your belt anyway? That, that for sure for the portfolio. <laughs> As was all of this is happening, not necessarily because you know it's a hundred percent required for an office to be open to be a certain way, but actually, you know, to ensure that the employees want to come into the workplace to make sure that it's a collaborative workspace. Well, what, what, tell me about those driving factors and the benefits of having a good collaborative workspace that's enjoyable to be in. It is, and, and I think, and they all goes back to, I suppose, what COVID and business have done, and uh, COVID has done to businesses in the offices. Like the big, the big, um, the big downside to COVID was people were in silos. They're in their in their box rooms, rack kitchens, and they're like to make to, to have a, a meeting with a team, a team member was setting up a, a meeting space, and and young people or young people who are learning their trade or, or learning whatever industry they're in, they found themselves. Uh, waiting for someone to call them to give them work and they weren't learning and a lot of learning for, for, for those trainees would be by osmosis. So it's important that teams get together and businesses have really, really uh, uh, cottoned on to that, that, that point that they need, they need to be together, if not all the time, definitely at designated times, two, three times a week to you know, strategically plan, to look at projects, how we're going to deliver things and teams... Teams, teams is great, don't get me wrong, it is great, it has a great function in the business, but I, I think that we're social creatures and uh, we, all, we all need that engagement and, and that's how you build camaraderie and, you know, within teams and, and that's important to businesses, you know, and to help them grow. No, absolutely, and I know myself, you know, having worked internationally and if you do go into a nice, I won't say fancy office, an office that has those different features in it, you're so much more, I suppose, you know, enthusiastic about going into work and uh, we'll call it say, the creative juices flow even more. So that's what every business wants is a productive workforce and one that's happy and likes coming into work. If there's any of our listeners here today that are, I suppose, trying to get maybe staff back to the office and back to the office more, maybe they're in an older building, one that might, you know, could do with some upgrades. Are there any tips or pointers you could give them with regard to thinking about what's possible and what they could do? 
Look, there's lot, there's lots, there's lots possible. It's amazing what a little paint could do, even to get people back, you know. And and it's 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 looking at the workspace around them. I'm not a designer, uh, uh, as, as I said, but but like it's looking at how how they how they work and, and what their actual work requirements are, and that's 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 key to it. And and to try and you know and, and try to develop. I find in my own, even my own team, um, I've tried to develop a sense of of belonging to a team and looking at the workspaces that they actually have and. How they collaborate and you know make sure that they engage on regular on a regular basis and, and that's paid dividends to us uh, in our business you know it's it, it really really has if you were to leave us because obviously you're in an, in an industry that had a huge amount of learnings in particular due to covid but learnings that came opportunities as well if you were just to leave our listeners with one of those main learnings that you've had it could be you know a big challenge that you had that you overcame um i'd love to hear it and i'm sure our listeners would as well yeah, it's persistence. I think is the biggest one. Like it's been difficult uh, for everybody in the in the interior fitter world. So it, it's it's we're starting. We saw a lot of opportunities um, um, uh, and fall away. But for as a brand and and uh, for a brand, I think what we've done in the last two years, um, from my point of view, we've we've developed a brand that's sustainable for one. Uh, it, it, it offers. You know, it offers what we need to offer for the for the interior office fit out market, uh, which which you know uh, which delivers quality to them. And the challenge has been getting out there, building the brand for us. And um, there's different challenges, I suppose, over the next over the next two years for us. Now that we've established a brand, it's now developing that brand into a, what I'd like to call a household name or an office known name, and, and that's going to be the biggest challenge for us going forward. So I think that's that's where we'll get to, you know, and uh, it's going to be a challenge. Um, but we're, we're, we're the team are well up for it, which is great, you know. Well, pardon the pun, watch this space. So I think that there's a fantastic future ahead for Interiors by Sis. I think your current client portfolio speaks for itself, you know, um, and speaks an awful lot more than your longevity, than how long you've been in business. Um, I think anybody that, you know, that brings you on board, and we've heard this from clients that have worked with you as well, Derek, that brings Interiors by Cisco on board, you know, are very, I suppose, happy with the turnkey solution that you provide, but one that's delivered, a product that's delivered on time, within budget, and to the highest standards, you know, even from a health and safety perspective. So a huge congratulations to you and to your team on that. And we look forward to watching the brand and seeing the various projects as they come through. So well done. That's great, Elaine. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to AIBF Business Talk today. I really do hope you enjoyed listening in. To find out more about the All-Ireland Business Foundation and the work that we do, especially the Business All-Stars programme, just go to www.aibf.ie. Remember, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Until next time, from your host, Elaine Carroll, goodbye.